0: Together, such a simple word with such a powerful meaning. Together does not have to be in direct opposition to alone, nor does it have to imply connection. It certainly can do both of those things, but it can also carry something far different. It is a lack of separation, a joining, in an answer to an unspoken call. I am calling from Elm Lake. I don't know how, but we are together. Myself, Amelia, Jenny. In the same space deep below the Earth. We haven't been together since the first time that we discovered this bunker. And that itself was short lived. Since then, we have apparently gone not just our separate ways, into alternate versions of the same reality if I can believe what they've said. Something seems off about the whole thing, but if I'm being honest with myself, something has seemed off about Elm Lake for a long time. I want to believe them. I can feel my heart trying to convince my brain that their words are true but I just haven't been able to take that full leap of faith quite yet. It isn't their descriptions of an unending day, although I try to pass it off as that. No, it's the way they talked about Marcus Grant, who has always been cordial, pleasant, and a little soft-spoken. Except in their tellings, Marcus is more monster than man, filled with a cold purpose. And that was before Emilia yielded me.
1: I tried to remain calm. Honestly, I did, but even though he actively listens and seems to want to believe, he just cannot help but insert his own views into our story. I try to point out how Elm Lake has become a dangerous place, and he gets hung up on whether or not it was day or night that becomes perpetual. That isn't the point, I want to yell. The point is that something has gone wrong in our town, and that something is now actively pursuing us. We need to hide, but more importantly, we need to prepare. The riddle has been laid out before us and we need to solve it if we want to continue to survive. I know even Jenny thinks I'm exaggerating slightly. She knows it's dangerous, but she doesn't seem to think that we could end up being killed. I don't know how she can't though. She's seen Marcus and she witnessed the creatures that carried off Angela. I look at her and feel a sharp stab of regret. The bandage on her leg reminds me of the steps I had to take to bring her back, to bring us all back. I don't know how she can't see how dire the threat is. That's why, when Anthony told us about going up and looking outside, I lost my temper, my control. I don't know how Marcus has been tracking people, but I thought we were safe here. Maybe we would have been if Anthony hadn't opened the door, let the light in, and now we need to go deeper, to hide, perhaps to resign ourselves to whatever fate lays before us. We were safe, an unopened door changed everything.
2: I don't think I've ever seen Amelia that mad before. Actually, I don't think I've ever seen anyone that mad before. Her face turned red, and her voice was trembling as she shouted at him. Anthony just sat in the corner, head down, muttering apologies. I can't tell if Amelia believed his apologies or not, but they seemed sincere. At least, they did to me. to her credit, Amelia seems to have largely moved on. She isn't talking about how Anthony may have endangered us all. Instead, she's just focusing on our survival. That word, survival. It carries so much extra weight now, because of what we know Marcus is capable of. Anthony doesn't believe it, but he didn't believe us about the eternal day, either, and just had to check for himself. Maybe now he'll understand. I mean, the red he described is disconcerting, but I can't worry about that now. No, I need to focus on Amelia. She has a plan, or at least she seems to. It involves going deeper.
0: Emilia says we haven't gotten low enough, deep enough, that there are more levels that we need to explore. I don't know how she knows, but there is something in her voice that cannot be argued with. She is insistent that we go further into this bunker to find safety, to find protection from whatever Marcus has planned for all of us. the trouble is there is no deeper at least not that we found I thought that we'd done a relatively full exploration of this floor and we haven't discovered any more stairs leading down everything leads back up to the top floors, to the red beyond, and eventually to whatever Marcus has set up for us I still don't know if I can believe that this kind man, this man I've known for years, could possibly hold such a nefarious purpose. But I don't have the strength to argue with Amelia. And certainly not with Amelia and Jenny combined. I have to hope that they eventually see what I've seen about Marcus. realize that there is no danger. In the meantime, we need to find a way down.
3: they keep going lower, deeper. The bunker yawns before them, giving them access to secrets I once could barely hope to witness. Now, however, I know that those secrets are within my grasp, just outside of my reach. All I need to do is to bring those three lost souls back into the fold. Amelia Ashford, who has already escaped capture twice. Jenny Fowler, whose mere presence in Elm Lake seems to have set it upon its current path. And Anthony, who has decided to make the happenings in our town public for the world to hear. They must be stopped, or else all is lost. At the bunker door, I look at Angus. He is taking on a feral stance. Axe at the ready. If I could still shudder, I would at the sight of him. Glistening blood drips, not just from his axe, but also from his open mouth. His eyes dart feverishly, and he looks eager to step forward. They are the last, standing in the way of progress and salvation for Elm Lake. The rest have been brought into the fold or eradicated. Angus waits, looking frantically between the door and myself. I stand back and send him in.
1: We aren't searching enough. I know that we haven't reached the bottom. I've seen our destination in my dreams, and it isn't here. It isn't above us either, so it must be below. We have to find it, or else all is lost. Elm Lake is lost. I don't know how I know this, but I do. There are answers somewhere in this structure, somewhere below, and only by finding those answers can be hope to save anyone from this town. I want Jenny to lead, but she is still hesitant and limping. I want Anthony to trail, but he, with his stubborn insistence, has taken to exploring on his own. I want to remain secure, but there is no security until we find what has been waiting for us. We walk through the hallways, the growling sound below us and a clanging sound above us. Far above us, thankfully. It sounds like metal on metal with a sharp tang to it. I don't know how long it will take to reach us, but if we could not find a path down, it won't be long at all. I glance to Jenny, and she winces. I glance to Anthony, and he shrugs. I glance ahead and notice a blank wall that hasn't registered before. Even more odd, there appears to be a button, the same color of the rest on the wall, standing in the barest relief. Without thinking, I reach over to push it.
0: I want to yell for Amelia to stop, but my voice catches in my throat. From my vantage point, I can see the approaching figure of Angus Thorpe. He is still floors above us, but he is caning fast. There's an almost preternatural sense about how to descend through the bunker starting to realize why Jenny and Amelia fear being outside so much I take a position to stand as a barricade just in case Angus gets to us before we can find our own escape I prepare myself for the worst the worst doesn't come Instead, whatever Emilia did causes a panel previously concealed to open. We rush inside it, only to find ourselves in a small room with only one exit. On the wall, there's a panel with a couple of buttons. Emilia looks to me and Jenny and pushes the bottommost button. We have to go deeper and we feel the room shudder and begin to move. Some strange, unfamiliar mechanics are at play here, and we descend. After what feels like an eternity, the room shakes and comes to a stop. The wall that we originally entered from slides open, revealing a sparse hallway. Lights flicker on, leading us forward And at the end of the hallway, a door stands before us, the word control emblazoned upon it. A red light spirals, casting shadows upon the walls. Far, far above, I can hear the sound of Angus's axe colliding with walls, raging against his escaped quarry. The three of us stare at the door and then each other, unable to move. Somehow, we know that whatever happens next will decide the fate of our entire town. A town that has long been waiting for some sort of solution. Elm Lake is waiting, and we... are standing. Because, this time, Control is waiting. Calling from Elm Lake, episode 24, Together, was written and produced by Sean Monaghan. The voice of Elm Lake is Sean Monaghan. The voice of Jenny Fowler is Emma Sala voice of Marcus Grant is McRena. The voice of Amelia Ashford is Maddie Stewart. Opening and closing themes written and performed by Sean Monaghan. All other music written and performed by Matt McInnes. Find out more at machinistmusic.com. You can find us on both Twitter and Facebook for a little social media strangeness. You can also find us on TikTok as we create visuals to help round out the world of Elm Lake. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please leave a rating and review on whichever podcasting app you have found our feed. Doing so could help bring new listeners to the call of Elm Lake. If you'd like to support us as we unfold this story, add new voices, and just generally continue to explore this particular creative process, you can do so at www.patreon.com slash calling from Elm Lake. Your support will help us continue to grow and expand on the story and hopefully be able to add even more content within the universe of Elm Lake. Buttons are made to be pushed. They taunt us and sometimes come with flashing lights. It takes a certain level of strength to resist pushing those buttons. It takes a completely different strength to push those buttons anyway, prepared to deal with the consequences.